0: You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the Six FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world, and here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe
1: Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm in South Wales, and I'm joined by Joe Wood. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? Hi, Zoe. I am great. I'm
0: great. It's so good to be back after our month off of the podcast uh can't wait to get started back and used to all this technology and uh yeah just getting back to having conversations
1: can't wait oh it's really good to be back um we're really really excited to be joined by louise ball from 11 account services louise um has come to speak to us after being nominated for an award a month or so ago and we said we must have a chat on the podcast and it took us a while to get it set up and then we had a month off. Um but thanks for joining us today and I'm really I'd love to have a chat with you about your business. we we had a chat for the podcast a little while ago, but just to share a bit more about your story. So hi Louise, how are you doing?
2: Hi, good, thank you. Thank you for having me back. It does <laughs> seem a long time ago since all that craziness happened and uh, it's a bit of a whirlwind. Unfortunately yeah. I didn't win. But I'm still really, really proud of of the nomination and the whole situation, really. It's a bit surreal considering I've only been in the accountancy world for such a short time.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. I think you should be really proud. And, um, you know, we talk about entering awards as a really great way to build credibility, but also to show, like, to help yourself realise, like, how far you've come. And it's really cool that you've had the opportunity to, go through that process. Um, Do you want to tell us, should we start with the award? Do you want to tell us what it was? Like, how did it come about? What were you shortlisted for?
2: Yeah, so it was the PQ Awards, and um, I was shortlisted for Accountancy Personality of the Year Award, which always sounds strange when I say that. Um, So I nominated myself, um, which I don't know whether that takes away a bit of the shine, but I did that from learning from you guys about self-promotion and putting yourself out there. Um, I had sort of the application on my phone late at night. I think it was a couple of hours before the deadline closed. Um, and I just thought, well, what forgot to lose? You know, what, all they can do is just throw it in the bin, but even though it's an email. But um, yeah, and then about two weeks later, I got an email to say, yes, you should have been shortlisted.
0: Wow. That is, you must be so, so proud. And it doesn't at all take away the fact that you have um, put yourself forward and you've written what you know to be true about you and your business journey and they've read that and they've acknowledged that and seen it that yeah you do make the cut and they could have so easily just you you would never know if you weren't you know who you were up against or anything so the fact that they have is just amazing so for those of the um the people in our six figure bookkeepers club here on facebook or following us on youtube or on the podcast louise we know you well because you are part of our six-month success program and you're in the success lounge tell people about your journey where how long ago was it that you got started and what was you doing before you made the decision to move into this space okay i'm the
2: worst person in the world for remembering years and dates Um probably two years overall. Two and a half trying to remember how old my daughter is. So um, I used to be a nurse, I was nursing from the age of 19. Not gonna tell you how old I am. Um, And then I had my second baby and I was getting ready to go back to work and thinking "Oh, that's, that's it for babies. Um, Am I happy in my job? What do what do I want to do next? Is this what I want to be? Do I want to stay here? And it was a lovely place I worked. Um, it was a specialist cancer hospital. Um, but it was it was outpatients and it was very much sort of like um, a production line in a way. We had to get patients in, we had to get them out. It was very fast. It was very fast-paced. Um, you didn't get to spend that sort of level of time with people that you wanted to. Um, and I was very experienced, and but I couldn't get promoted because um, I wouldn't work full-time hours. So I started to think, what else could I do? Where could I go? Could I specialise? What? And just all these things running through my head. And the more I looked into it, the more I realised that I wasn't happy there anymore. It wasn't what I wanted to do, and um, I sort of come to the end of my journey. So I started looking at what else I could do, and I um, just just googling and googling, looking for other jobs, other careers. Like getting your mid-thirties and finally trying to decide what you want to do with your life. Um, and I discovered that you could study from home as a bookkeeper and still be classed as a professional. It was a professional qualification um, and sort of looking at other people's journeys and how to, to make a success of it. So I signed up with them, a sort of long distance study school, um, did my level two bookkeeping, and then um, started my level three. Went to the bookkeepers, ICB bookkeepers summit as a student again, it was a last minute decision. Um, it was a discount, heavily discounted ticket the week before. Um, and I got talking to somebody there who owned a bookkeeping practice 25 minutes away from where I lived, which is crazy, because we were like 200 meters, 200 miles from home. And um, she offered me a job. Um, so I took that part time job and I sort of slowly over time, increased my bookkeeping hours, reduced the nursing until I finally sort of said, no, this is it, this is the direction I'm going in.
0: Wow. And what was it that really pulled you into, when you looked at all the careers that were out there and available and things you could retrain in, what was it, what were the qualities in a bookkeeping career that you thought at the time you could get? Uh, i mean whether that you've achieved that or not but you know what was what was what was pulling you towards becoming a bookkeeper
2: um it's something that's organized it's it's organizing it's taking mess chaos sometimes and organizing it and if there's a if there's a start there's a there's an end it should be organized it's at the end of the month they go it, it's straight it's sorted there's rules there's regulations to follow and you know it should be something that you can completely control and it should be black and white obviously I found out it's not always that case. Um, no. But yeah, it was that it was that organisation and control for me, I think something that was really lacking in, in nursing, because
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, you're dealing with people and it's, you can't control it.
0: Exactly. And I suppose for you as well, where you'd studied hard and you'd built up a career that you were, you know, you built up to a level where you were really highly qualified, that had, moving to another professional career was quite important for you to get that recognition that it was a professional qualification and that something else that was recognized in in that kind of field rather than rather than a paid by hour job that you know there was no qualifications is that something that you was looking you wanted a career
2: yeah definitely i didn't want to sort of just go from job to job or um because obviously i could have got jobs that paid the same or even better But I wanted something that I could build, something I could develop, and you know, something that was continuing that I could build for me. Um, And definitely, I think when once you've been a a certified professional, it's quite nice to have that status. And it was important for me to sort of still have something that was regulated and and, and proper.
0: Yeah. And how do you how did you manage having a family, having your business, um, having your job as a nurse, and studying? That must have been difficult.
2: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> a lot of late nights studying, um, a lot of yeah, reading books while still breastfeeding. Um, I, I guess you just you find that energy, don't you? When you need to make that change, you just you just go for it.
0: Yeah. When you really want something, you can you can find the time and the energy in other times that you, you think, how did and I look back sometimes on my my studying and business and children, I think. How did I do that? But when you're motivated, it it really helps you. And I suppose you must have been really motivated because you realised that you'd kind of fallen out of love with that job. And that, you know, you wanted you wanted to get some control back, I suppose, and manage your own hours. and um, And also, I suppose, manage your own success because they had kind of really limited you. You couldn't move up in success because you couldn't give them more hours. So that must have felt really limiting
2: yeah it's a bit disheartening because um obviously I had all that knowledge and I had junior staff coming to me asking me you know how do we do this and what's you know what's the best way to do this and I was acting as a senior but you couldn't have that um that status or that that pay increase and it, it, and with the NHS it, it's on a scale it's like a ladder and I've reached the top of my ladder so that was it I was there and there was there was no room for it, sort of even the incremental pay increases I could go on a big long rant about that (laughs) um because they all just got stopped so and it wasn't just about the money it was about sort of self-development there was i just felt stuck and it, it made me maybe there were other opportunities but at the time it just made me realize that i think if your passion's gone it's not the right job to be in because it's so stressful
0: yeah they must lose a lot of people to that kind of structure it feels you know, everybody is, 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 is like one of the, Zoe, you talk about this, the needs, the 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 special needs that we need. Is it a triangle or a pyramid or something of needs? She always talks about the needs. And one of them is like growth and development. You can't just stop someone halfway through their life and say, well, that's it now. You're done with growing and developing. You're just going to
1: stay here. Yeah. You mean Maslow's hierarchy of needs, don't you? Um, that's <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's difficult. Did you always think, Louise, that you would go start your own business?
2: No, gosh, no. Never, ever been in my mind that I wanted to work for myself or, you know, let alone run a business or even, you know, have staff, which is sort of the next step I'm looking at. And never, it was never. But then the, being a nurse never sort of was on my career path as a child. It just sort of happened. I think I've just sort of rolled with changes and adapted.
0: So what was the biggest thing that scared you when, so you you were nursing, you were doing your studying and you got to that. And so so you obviously took on a job when you went to the summit, bookkeeper summit, you met a lady. So you started to get some experience. Yeah. Um, what What did you, why did you decide that you wanted to set up your own practice? And what were the things that in your mind you were thinking, these are the things that scare me to make that step to be 100% self-employed?
2: I think sort of being around being in the community and seeing that people were making such, you know making successes of building their own practices and it was something that was normal in bookkeeping that people work for themselves and have their own businesses made me think, oh actually, yeah, that's that's something I could do. It will give me more flexibility, definitely. Um, especially having young kids and sicknesses and things. You don't like letting people down, but obviously you need to have that that flexibility. Um yeah, so I think It was throughout the training before I took on the job that I decided that, you know, that this was, oh, speaking about babies, um, this was the plan um, that I wanted to do. And then, but for me, I never want to wing it. I will only take on a job if I know I can do it. Um, So that's why I needed to get the experience. For me, that was, it was a deal breaker. I always wanted to sort of follow that path, whether it was just work experience or, um, or getting the job somewhere. to to build on that that confidence
0: so 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 you was working how long was you in employment for before you made the break
1: um
2: so once i'd practiced once i'd passed my level three i did take on two very small clients on my own which my boss at the time always knew that was my plan and it was always something that was fine to go along with Um, and then just after i'd just passed 12 months um, of the part-time work and then the pandemic hit so then by the April um I got put on furlough because I just there was no way I couldn't manage it um I had two my children were two and four at the time so there was no way around sort of managing them and um and obviously the stress levels and everything at the time so they were very kindly agreed to furlough me for childcare, um and then um my employees wanted us to go back to the office quite early back in july they didn't want us to be home working um and i just started to think about things there was everything was too uncertain i couldn't i couldn't give them that commitment um so i just thought right well that's not going to work let's just plow all my energy into to building my business now and i was kind of pushed into making that jump but it's the best thing definitely
0: so you started working with us in the six figure uh, um, six month success programme, sorry, was it April 2020? Or the next? Yeah. Yeah, so all going on
2: at the same time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was
0: all going on at the same time. (laughs) So yeah, you'd, you just been made furloughed, pandemic had just happened. And then you, you started you took on a course with us to, you know, work on how to start and build a bookkeeping business. Did that help you make the decision to kind of go on it alone? Did it did it help you find the foundations you needed uh, or and some of the answers to the questions you had?
2: Definitely. Yeah. Um, because it was all set out there on, on what I needed to do and the steps I needed to do to sort of help build this business and um gave me the confidence that it was achievable. Um that that was it, the the main thing for me was the confidence, yeah, I can do this. Um mm-hmm you know knowing I've got support back up um which was actually that was better than the working in the practice because I like, didn't want to go to your manager and say well oh, can you help me on sort of building my own business which could potentially be competitive um but I had you know I had all that support elsewhere and definitely
0: it was huge yeah was and and you just you honestly just went from strength to strength like literally it felt like you were an overnight success <laughs> how um how many clients are you servicing now and what does your what's your what's your week look like now you are running your business
2: I always have to look at my board and remember I think I've just taken on 16 and 17 since we last spoke um my week's busy, really, really busy. Um, I'm now working four weeks in the office. So I've just moved into an office as well to try and get that separation from home. Um I'm working four four long days in the office, but that's my choice. That's kind of I'm I'm enjoying it and I really want to go with the flow and um, I've got enough I've got enough clients for the income. It's not that anymore. It's kind of um to, to build and, and go with the momentum that like you say, it's sort of gone quite fast. So it's am just enjoying going with it at the moment. Um, I do I have had to get some help in. And um, so I've got a, a VA and um, I've got somebody helping me with bookkeeping. Um, someone from this group is very kindly helping me with some bookkeeping. And um, I just met with somebody last week who is a second year accountancy student, at one of the local universities. Um, and I think she's going to be coming working for me in two weeks.
0: Wow. So I was just going to ask you what's, what's next, you know, what's the next step. So you are scaling, outsourcing and growing by the sounds of it.
2: Yeah. It, it just feels right sort of to go with the momentum and nothing's forced. It's not like, right, I want to get more clients. So I need to outsource so I can build. It's, I'm just sort of going with it and I'm, I'm just seeing where it takes me and, um, this accountancy student and she's really nice. She um, she set up a LinkedIn profile to get herself some accountancy work during the summer holidays and she's interested in carrying on working part time. And I just thought, you know, that's, that's someone that's really made that effort. That's somebody that sort of deserves that opportunity. And it would help me as well because I can still, obviously we've discussed I'm a control freak, but with having a student, you know, you feel you can still supervise them and monitor them. Whereas if it was somebody else came in it was a bit more experienced. they'd want to just sort of go off and work on their own, so it, it helps me shape. Who I want to be as an employer and how i'm going to be able to manage that and still have
1: that sort of control with it, so it's, what are your oh sorry it's a good opportunity isn't it to look at systems and processes and make sure that you um when you've got somebody quite junior and you need to my first hire when I was running my bookkeeping practice was actually somebody who was an intern and so I can you know it feels quite similar and I remember when you were interviewing I saw that you posted about it and um it's it's a good opportunity to be really clear on exactly what your expectations are and um do the good groundwork so that you can outsource that kind of stuff and it does help you to remove yourself from the day-to-day doesn't it so that you can so you can move on
2: yeah that's what I was thinking you know if if because I'm going to have to go through everything step by step with her because she hasn't got any actually of the practical bookkeeping experience then like you say like you've taught us in the group to to build out these processes and record them and write them down so then you know I could move on to taking on somebody else or somebody with more experience to, to offer other services and I've got all that sort of grounding and the business processes in place.
0: It's interesting actually, because um, today I've been working with my business coach on the fact that I'm taking on a new starter on Monday. And I said to her, I really want to map out. um, I really want to map out what, what that day is going to look like her first day, with us you know um and i i really want to make sure that i have i want to create a system for the first day uh working with me and um so we've worked through that and even that everything that you do with a new person if you systemize it and if you create a uh, if you create a checklist and you know if you create we was talking about creating like a welcome pack where on one page you just have everyone's photos who are in the business quick like one-liner what their names are email addresses phone number and um something like a fun fact about them maybe and what their job is you know why you would you you know these are your people you need to contact if you need payroll support or you know whatever it is that they're doing and then on another page like a bit of a diagram of like these are the systems this is our app stack this is what we use and this is these are all your login details and things like that and I was like oh I'm loving this because this is kind of and and once you've created it once, you never have to create it again, except for the fact you have to add that person that you've already brought on board to the meet the team page or whatever. Mm-hmm. um And I, and it's, I just really love that idea because I also have taken on it's a family business. So, you know, my my husband, my brother, um, my husband, my sister, and my brother in law and my son are in the business. I've not onboarded them properly. It's just like join in, come and sit at the dinner table and get to work. Um, and actually, I was thinking, oh, I might need to get my son, like, give him one of these packs because I don't know if he knows really, you know, he knows what we who we all are, but we've never we've never done that. So any opportunity with a new person, even though we think, oh my goodness, it's quite a lot of work, you've got to see that you only have to do that work once, really, yeah. and you're creating those systems for going forward. And um, it's really exciting and really, um, like I said in the group the other day, like think what what do you want to do in your business if money was no object you know and you want you just wanted to work in your business because you wanted to what kind of jobs in the business do you want to do and everything else start making a plan to outsource or to you know pass on to other members of staff it doesn't have to happen this week because it's a new business
1: but eventually it would be nice wouldn't it that's the great thing about working for yourself, isn't it? You get to choose, you don't have to do everything. And I think often there's a risk that you think you have to do everything. And it's really nice to hear that you've already got a VA on board and you're outsourcing and you're looking you're looking for um, to put everything in place that you need for the business that you want in the future that's going to grow. Um, one I've got a great I've got a question so at the beginning you said um that you weren't getting the personal development that you were looking for in nursing and I wonder what are you where do you see the development so you've started your practice it's growing you're going to scale it what what's next for you in terms of learning and developing the business
2: so I when I originally signed up it's a bit embarrassing. Um, for my studies, I signed up this package. I was like, I'm going to do it all. I'm going to, you know, want to know everything. Um, and yeah, I keep blaming the pandemic and homeschooling and things, but um, I kind of got stuck after I'd got my practice license and then building it, things sort of took over. So I've still got my self assessment, taxation, and payroll, um, to study. So they're going to be my priority um, to get those. And, and it's not that I want to open a payroll bureau or anything like that, but it's just to sort of have that knowledge and have that service, you know, if my clients need it and to be able to, to offer more. I think in the last 12 months, um, I've had quite a few self-assessment queries that I've had to turn away and it's, you know, nobody likes to turn away work. Um, so it'd be nice to sort of have have that knowledge and have that ability to offer it to my clients if they need it.
0: So what are the your core services in your practice?
2: Um so it's just it's the day-to-day bookkeeping um to trial balance. Um I use zero, that's my um yeah, I I decided quite early on that I was just gonna stick with zero. I do have one client on free agent, but um um I realised that I didn't have to sort of use them all. I could just get everyone onto the platform that I wanted because I think I can give people a better service because I know the software so much better than taking longer with something else. Um, I do offer like virtual accounts department services, so um, I manage the emails and um, liaise with suppliers, um, okay. customers, um, and helping with manage the bank payments and things like that. So it's, it's the day to day bit for me that, that I enjoy, and that's what I'm focusing on.
0: so, what are are there any other awards or anything that you feel you'd like to go for in the future? Will you be putting yourself out there again, and what do you think you've got from that that experience?
2: Oh I don't know if I can go through all that again it was It was all a bit of a whirlwind. it was crazy um I don't know. I don't know. I got a lot out of that experience. It certainly was a confidence boost um and you know, sort of made me realise that you know I am sort of making a difference. I am doing well in in where I am in my career change. Um, I think a lot of it, the nomination was taken because of the extracurricular activities that I've been undertaking in the last 12 months. So I'm doing a lot of community support, um, and I've reinstated my nursing pin number to do some vaccinating at weekends um so I think that's what PQ Awards really liked and really appreciated and that's why they shortlisted me so I think that's what's made me unique this year I feel like that's it you know I'm not gonna have another year like this
0: so it probably won't get shortlisted again (laughs) I might just leave it there well you just you just never ever know and the thing is every different every different award the judges are looking for something different every single time so um yeah and don't and don't forget and the lovely thing is like so um my team got uh, nominated for accountancy team of the year which i thought was amazing. like exactly like you we were up against these huge nhs like accounting departments and i'm like it's just me in my living room this is <laughs> mad um and and I, yeah, so I felt the same, but they, you never know what people or what they're looking for in that year. So I think, yeah, if if you found it a positive experience, and, don't, and as well, make sure you know we can nominate our team members. And you know, if you're taking on you know an accountancy student, and then they can go for newly qualified of the year in a few years' time, you can put them forward. It's actually just as good, and you get just as much out of it. I think to nominate other people as well. And um, one thing I'd love to know is what would you someone that is in was in your position so maybe they were studying for their bookkeeping exams and they were nervous about taking those first steps to becoming taking that first ever client on have you got any advice what would you what would you say to someone in that position um
2: reach out to your support network you know make sure you've got sort of a team, a squad, it definitely helps. It definitely helps boost your confidence and speak to other people about their um, experiences. The first client I took on was somebody who it was just taking over from another bookkeeper, it was just continuation of the service. And um, it wasn't anything messy, it was something that I could easily take over. So that helped my confidence. um, rather than sort of doubting myself, you know, taking on something a bit harder. So I think take something that you're comfortable um, and work your way up from that.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I, I think, actually, if you do need, sometimes it's simpler than you think as well. So um, sometimes if you ask within your, if you are in the, this position where someone said to you, this is the work that I need you to do, and often the client won't explain it, in a way that makes sense to you because they're coming at it from a different point of view. Um and ask in the group, you know, what how would you approach this? And you might find that you can relate it to something else that you've done. And then it feels lighter or get some support from somebody who's done it before. And um, I what I love about the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club is that we've got lots, lots and lots of experience in there, haven't we, of people that you can just ask and um, and I guess being part of the Six Month Success Programme, you've been able to ask your peers in a safe space and um, sort of compare notes on things. Yeah, are you so, help. are you actively looking for additional clients so you can grow the practice now?
2: Um, not at the minute, just because it's been super busy and then trying to factor in holidays and school holidays coming up. I think I'm just, um, I'm still active on social media and things like that. I know you're supposed to sort of keep present um, but I'm not sort of actively seeking anybody out at the moment I'm just going to sort of let everything settle down get those foundations in place and um, get my new starter going and, and get comfortable and then we'll sort of see from there which the next sort of angle is gonna go
0: yeah I, I loved what you said earlier about the fact that you're not forcing it it's just happening and that's what consistency does. And you've been extremely consistent on social media. you have always put out your message, and that's what happens it's you know it's it feels like a real hard slog at the beginning and you feel like no one's listening, no one's getting back to you. They're just not in the right space at the right time. and then the beauty is if you service your clients really well, then they recommend you to friends and family you kind of get if you're good, if you're good at your job, you get a sales team in your clients which is, you know, amazing. So um, yeah, it's it's a nice place to be. And like, you, it's not taking you that long to be trying to get your first client to be like, yeah, I'm okay at the moment. I'm busy enough. I just want to yeah. want things to settle down. And I love the fact you said, you know, it's not the money. I don't need the money. Whereas at the beginning, everything's about the money. <laughs> everything's yeah, about the money, isn't it? Especially when it you're really trying nice. to pay for study fees, you know, because it's, yeah. it's not cheap, is it, to get your qualifications and you know and as well you invested in the program to work with us and so you're like okay well when's this business gonna actually re, you know reap some rewards and 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 you've managed to turn that around so quickly
2: yeah I remember those early days so sort of like looking right? I need I need two clients this month I need more I need you know I've got no leads and that sort of stress of who I want to do this so I need to take more clients on and you know constantly looking through your PNL and and constantly sort of stressing about the figures and you've got to go through that, haven't you? And you've got to until you get to that point where obviously I'd like more money still. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm I've made my millions, but um yeah, it's definitely got to that place now where I can feel I can sort of settle and take stock really and see make it make sure things are going in the right direction now rather than just trying to focus on getting more clients for the money.
1: Did there fit was there a, a sweet spot just for anyone who's listening who is thinking about starting a bookkeeping practice? Did you um, have a point where you were like, "Okay, this is okay, this is comfortable"? And I know, obviously, you have these steps. So I guess when you've taken on your office space, that's probably a, an investment for you. And then you s- sort of have to get past that, and you've got a member of staff joining you, and you've got to get past that. But w- at the beginning, how long did it take for you to feel like, "Okay, this this is okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna be all right"?
2: Um,
1: oh, Was it a certain
2: number of clients? World whirlwind, Um, yeah. I think I took on, um, I I took on a client that was sort of um, the virtual, uh, virtual accounts department. So, um, and that was a sort of a bigger fee. Um, I think that was it was about four hundred pound a month, and that was on top of all the sort of smaller ones. And that was think like this is enough now. This is matching my salary that I was on before. Um, And that was probably about five clients that sort of felt right this this is okay this is enough that was probably like say the, the sweet spot in a way um, that, and that's really
1: interesting because I think that um interesting that it was a 400 pound a month client that sort of tipped you over that point because I think that lots of people who were starting out with their bookkeeping practices who are new to the industry like you um, and I know you, and great that you have that experience behind you, but I expect it still felt quite daunting to go into a room and say, yeah, I can offer you the full, full service. Yeah. Um, and I think it can be quite tempting to try and keep it small and play small and look for the small or find a way to just charge a small fee you know I'm sort of thinking that people might go and say oh I can do that for 50 pounds a month or something and you've got to get a lot of clients at that kind of fee to be able to make a business haven't you and that's a lot to carry in your mind as well
2: I've definitely done that as well I've definitely said oh well I can do that for you know a really small amount month." the the first few clients I think we're all tempted to do that aren't we to to build that And, and at the time you know I was still Furloughed, and I thought, oh, I still had a wage in the early days so it was fine to do that. Um, but then I think I got to that point where I realised the level of the work I've been doing, the group's charge your worth, all the, you know, all the encouragement, sort of saying, no, this, this is is how much you know it's going to cost. Um, and they agreed it. They didn't. They didn't question the amount. They were happy with it. So,
1: of course, they, yeah. know, of course okay. they didn't question it. <laughs> But but yeah, it's a it's a mindset thing, isn't it? And I think it's being prepared to go out there and realise that you are able to go and find the clients, the bigger, fee paying clients. Like that, that, you have done the training, and you you know because you're experienced that you're able to offer those kind of services. So being able to sort of stand your ground in the room and say, "Yeah, I can do this for you," and this is what I'm charging for it. That has meant you've been able, you were able to have five clients or so and feel like yeah I'm all right rather than trying to have 20 clients who you know it's harder to find 20 clients even if they're only paying 50 pound a month than it is to find five clients so um it's I think that might be an interesting lesson for people who are watching who are in that starting out position and um, to learn from you cool well sorry Joe, you were going to say something no I was just going to do exactly what you're going to do I was going to kind of wrap up the session but you you go ahead <laughs> we're out of practice anyone who's listening I've, I've had a month off and i feel like we've um, i've forgotten tech <laughs> <That was> So <laughs> <well>. <laughs> thanks for bearing with us on our first podcast back for a while um louise thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your story and helping us get to know more about you and your business I think that we will see you entering more awards in the future. So I think watch the space and see what happens with your business. (laughs) Um, Absolute pleasure. Do you want to let people know how they can connect with you?
2: Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn. It's Louise Ball and um, I'm on Instagram. That's that's mainly where I hang around. It's 11 underscore accounts.
1: Brilliant. Um, Thank you so much. We'll make sure we share all of those in the show notes. For anybody who hasn't connected with us, we are at the Six Figure Bookkeeper. You can come and join us in our free Facebook group, which is the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club. And um, you can also watch all of our podcasts on YouTube and subscribe on Apple. If you are enjoying this, please leave us a review. It's really helpful for us in the rankings. And we will see you next week for another episode. Take care. Bye. Bye.
0: Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with topical bookkeeping chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.